0: Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. And I'll try not to sing out a key. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. I get high with a little help from my friends i I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends Welcome to my podcast Welcome to my podcast uh, It is called Joyful A Raw Journal of the Mindful Evolution And I don't know why that song, that little song right there came to me um, But you know what? I sang it to my son just a minute ago when I was putting him to bed and uh, I looked up to see what order the kind of the lyrics came in. And I was just curious uh, which one of the Beatles wrote that. And, of course, it was John and Paul 50 years ago last week. 50 years ago last week. And uh, I guess Ringo was the one who they wanted to sing it on the Sgt. Pepper album. So that's kind of cool. 50 years ago. And that song, uh, like May, like May 26th, it says on Wikipedia. Um, so Awesome. Don't stand up and walk out on me. I, I'm not a good singer, I, maybe, you know, um, but I'll try. I'll sing you a, a tune, and I'll try not to sing out a key. And the order of this podcast, as usual, has a few different uh, components to it. One of them is just giving me a platform to share with with you as just a, a, a process of, of transforming to a more joyful state and the only way I'm able to do that is the joy that others share with me in this world. From my friends and family to podcasters and teachers, yoga teachers, awesome people who do uh, YouTube videos and they just share and they give them the, of themselves. I mean, I haven't paid a cent and I've watched all these Tai Chi leaders uh, teaching and smiling and in amazing way. I mean, think about the world. That happens. Like people are sharing themselves uh, to help you. Like, so so, like you can learn these things just because somebody wanted to teach it. And, you know, I guess the business models work out so that people can take care of themselves. But um, so that's that's how I experience or that's how I I am progressing in 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 incorporating joy into every day is because I'm looking for it all over the place. And I see it. And the mindfulness revolution is definitely on the way. I have some news to share with you about that. Uh, So the components of this are, one, what's going on with me, Ethan Edward Sherritt, the host of this here podcast, um, when I don't have a co-host, that is. And number two, what journey am I, like, what discipline or or uh, method am I working on at the time and where am I with that? Uh, three, what news makes, makes, uh, makes me think that this thing is picking up steam and it is a good sign and that I try to convince you by something uh, in the news or some type of trend or something like that I hear that uh, will make it seem like, wow, dang, I see that happening everywhere. So, the first is what's going on with me, Ethan? I am uh, still here in Los Angeles, as I just said, uh, put Jack to bed a moment ago. He's just over a year and a half, and um, we have been selling a lot of things uh, to try to clear the apartment out and just downsize, live small, travel across the country and see some friends and family and see some other folks along the way, uh, make, make a, you know, moderately lengthy drive, uh, to our landing spot where we're going to just set up, shop and start, start a routine that actually is, is founded upon a healthier, uh, joyful place, which, uh, you know, I, have come to appreciate that the, the priorities that I've had here in Los Angeles have been a little bit too much for, for me to take on uh, with a clear, clear direction that was unified. It required so much division. It required like this duality of, of working like a day job auditioning as an actor doing like what it takes for an actor to you know stay on their on their craft so to speak whether it's always like researching the next headshots you're gonna get or a workshop or this type of thing and that type of thing um you know side by side two things can be great but it's not going to propel you in your life towards a, a really fulfilling place, I feel like, unless those things really are together. Um, and maybe they were together through our, our family we had, but now the family dynamic is, has changed, and it really makes me think. I mean, that doesn't just make me think. I've actually realigned every single priority to uh, no longer dwell in that way. Um, so, seeking a more unified existence, even if that existence no longer has an awesome sofa, which I'm looking at right now, which is what I'm sleeping on at the moment. Because I last week, let's see, a couple weeks ago, I sold the bed, chest of drawers, a few little shelves, um, a dresser. Uh, what else? It's not all coming to me right now, but oh, all four dining chairs. So, I still got a dining table, but you know. It's, uh, no place to sit. <laughs> Got a couple of bar stools, if anybody wants bar stools. Um, still selling everything else, and, uh, but just sleeping on the couch and living out of suitcase, you know, kind of prepping for this. I have a few days work left at, at the job that I've, that I have been lucky to have, damn it. Um, lucky to have this job, even though it's, it's definitely something that I've stated on this podcast and through my journaling that I've said, you know, this is not the way that I need to spend my creative resources and my energy and my problem-solving abilities and my my own personal talents. doesn't belong, you know, working in real estate investment properties and making the owners of those properties wealthier. That's just, I can do that, but that's not a... I don't believe that that's what the universe wants me to do. It wants me to analyze other things and share share what I believe is is uh is is great in this world here. This here world. Um so that's is that enough of what's going on with me? Have I said so I said I'm selling things will be gone by, you know, within the next couple of weeks and I'm going to really try now to still keep this going and like and uh and document through this little podcast, you know, with this. I mean, I'm bringing the the drum. We'll, uh, if, if we're staying with family or friends, I'm going to have to say, hey, guys. Uh, early in the morning, you know, there's going to be some, some djembe playing and there's going to be a podcast being recorded or a conversation with myself <laughs> that will be broadcast. Um, so I'm going to try and do that for you guys, because I definitely want you to follow along. I want you to see that this is, uh, this is something that I'm, I'm opening my heart, opening my mind to whatever it takes. I mean, just 20 minutes ago, I'm combining a few different yoga practices that I, I don't, no yoga teacher ever taught me some of these things, but, um, combining those with, uh, the the chakra study that I've been doing and just trying to, man, get to a place that I could get on this here microphone and and say, and feel great, you know, it's the end of a long day, but I wanted to just, I wanted to feel awesome, really. And I do, and I do feel awesome. So that's why I'm here. That's uh, what's going on with me. And uh, thank you so much for listening. You know, it's probably just still Brian, but thank you, Brian. And God, if you stop listening, man, that's gonna kill me. Um, <sighs> folks, changes are happening. Changes are happening. I, I the, the feeling of <laughs> like on Saturday, that's this. It doesn't even seem real to me that on Saturday, if so, if my last day is on Friday. Really soon, like three days from now, I will not have like a phone ringing and emails dinging in and a a couple of supervisors and bosses who need stuff and clients who are complaining, like that will be the first time in, man, four years, every single day that I won't have that as a possibility. You know? Uh, Regardless of what happens, how long I can keep that little free sabbatical going, I just cannot wait for that beautiful little moment. Um, not to say that I'm not already excited. I mean, listen to me. I, I, look at my—if you could see my face—I'm smiling like ear to ear, um, because I know that. And, and one of the things that I preach—that uh, I preach—I don't do—I don't preach. One of the things that I offer, one of the uh, little uh, pieces of advice that I try to encourage, because others have shown me, is that appreciate your direction of going someplace as much as your like destination. So you can be as excited now, uh, for, for the move that you're about to make, even though you haven't made it yet, just still be, you can be excited. Let that carry you all the way through because you're, you're in motion. You've decided you are doing it. Um, and whether that's like losing weight, uh, you know, doing some new hobby, uh, stopping some habit or whatever it is, you know, be excited for it. For, for us, for me, that's, you know, moving on, hitting the road, downsizing, feeling a, a little bit of just uh, freedom and having nothing but our, our hearts and our conviction to dictate where that compass is taking us on this earth. Probably Florida. <laughs> um, but who knows? Could be Japan. Could be someplace you know, far away. I got a couple of offers to go to Japan and uh, and also uh, Europe. So, awesome. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. That's what's going on with me. The next thing that we're gonna get into is the second component of this. And you guys, if you listened to the other ones, I think that I went a couple of episodes in the beginning without knowing what I was, how I was going to make it through. But then just being happy about like meditation and, and reframing your, your past and your, and guiding your own future based on, based on your own, uh, your own soul, you know, it was a little more general. And then one of the things that I stumbled upon, I can't remember how, but it was chakras, and I chose definitely. It just resonated with me. This is a journey that you can go on at any time if you feel like you must. And it's probably similar to hey, I need a vacation. I need to, I need to get right, you know? I need to get my mind right. Well, this is a really methodical, ancient. The chakras are a really methodical, but yet subtle now and ancient thousands of years old tradition and understanding of how your soul is built and connected with the universe and the energy that makes you you, uh, why why that exists and how it exists with the subtle energy of life. Okay, pretty cool, pretty ancient, pretty old, and this is a journey that you can go on through all seven of these chakras. And it kind of seems like the plural should be chakra to me. I wonder if that's true. All seven chakra. Well, now it sounds like okra. Chakras. Okay, so I gave a little detailed summary of the first one. The amazing, like, basically, you start at the bottom, really. You start, well, you can't go up to the top uh, unless you start with the base ground the, what's called the root chakra or the muladhara—that's the first one—and that is, I'm getting good at saying this now. That is located at the base of your spine, the part of your spine, and they're all located along the spine, the central nervous structure of your your physiology, of your anatomy. Well, you know the the ancient teachings of of these uh, of these forms of of healing and of understanding—they went right along with. I mean, they weren't doctors as we know them today, but sure enough, they went right along with exactly where the nerve bundles are in the spine, the vertebra, and the brainstem, and the brain. So that's where these seven chakras are. And, and it's not like, you know, it was somebody who's studied chiro, chiropractic work in the, in the 80s who said that that's where they should be um, or who's, who understood like the vertebra from, from back pain and stuff. They came to this, uh, how significant the spine was thousands of years ago. And along that spine, along that essence of, of what holds us together with our nervous system is, is these, what they, the chakras is a term meaning, a uh, disc or wheel of energy. That's what it, it came to mean. And the lowest one the most, uh, the most base one is called the root chakra, or the muladhara, and that grounds you to the earth. Once you study and cleanse and focus on opening this chakra and, and, and making it healthy, uh, the literally the sound, I just made it. There's a sound with each of these now, and that sound is uh, 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 uh. uh. It's natural. This is the primal way that you are, are built is natural as the sun and the moon, and this will make you feel that way. So your place is firmly planted in the ground. This is your earth, your earth, and you are of that earth, and this this thing is for you. Feel secure in it, you know, And the, and the training is there to make you come around to that. Once you work on that for a while, okay, you start doing your us, and you're starting to feel firm again and you're starting to feel a little more secure that nobody's going to knock you off of this here earth that uh that you're here that you're meant to be here that we need you here that the earth needs you here wants you here you can go on up to the second chakra and that one is called the Svadhisthana, and i didn't even look in the book that time that's how good at good at saying that i'm getting Svadhisthana, um and that is the sacral chakra Okay, a little bit higher up on the spine. And this is where a little bit still primal, still a little bit um, evolutionary caveman and cavewoman needs a little bit. But they're more of like the needs, the desire and the passion. A little bit more individuality is located here. And it talks a lot about the sex drive, the sex um, uh, identity that people have and how... Uh, unhealthy or healthy that kind of applies to the rest of their life and a big thing here is to embrace and and uh, and analyze judgment-free your own impulses and your own uh, desires passions whatever from this chakra area in a way that is understood that those are natural also and that you can kind of get in control of those and make sure that you're not being run rampant by them or being victimized by them. They're not getting the better of you. And that you understand them. Be healthy. And that's the, the sacral chakra, the second, the Svidasana. And now the third is the one I'm going to get into today. And I was just reading through it a little bit and focusing on it as I'm kind of making some crazy noises and doing, doing this, uh, like when they say don't try this at home, I totally try this at home and I encourage you to do it too. And we study the third chakra. This is higher up, as you might have guessed, and it is referred to as the solar plexus, the Manipura okay, the Manipura, and if you know, like, uh, I, I think of um, the solar plexus, like, the only time I've really heard that is how how sensitive you are there, if you were to get struck there, um, like, if somebody punches you in that area, oh, that can really take the wind out of you, or to me, it happened crashing a bicycle, I remember, oh, right there, when I was a kid, uh, the solar plexus, the Manipura, right in that little area that's right where the ribs join in the front of your body, above your, like your stomach, and right there at the bottom of the, the, the ribs, in the very center of you, a little soft area. And um, let me tell you a little bit about it now. This chakra is associated, and this is from a book that I think is just really awesome. Short little book, quick read really, like, the production value of this book kind of looks like it was made at Kinko's or something, but I ordered it on Amazon. Um, it's by Broderick S. Johnson, and it is called Understanding Chakras, A Beginner's Guide to Awakening the Seven Spiritual Chakra Portals. Boom. And he's like, he really wants to make it seem like this is not some uh, hookus uh you know, he really wants to make it seem like anybody. This is so practical. He He tries to... And he does it really successfully. Like if there's somebody you think is like closed minded, um, that wouldn't normally be open to this kind of thing, man, this is a good book for them. And for me, shoot, it's just I know it's just an entry point. I'm gonna I'm gonna go more. But this man, this is a good place to start this book here. Broderick S. Johnson. Um, I wonder how my time is. I remember I can't go over forty minutes now or else I will be banished from the iPod uh right I, podcast. Uh, directory. So, stomach, intestines, liver, and gallbladder all relate to this area. Uh, Health issues in connection with any of these organs, including ulcers, diabetes, anorexia, or hepatitis, are quite often common to people who have an imbalance in the Manipura. The emotional aspect here, okay, fear, self-confidence, and respect are the key words here. The third chakra is about completing the journey from obscurity within the group to personal freedom. So this kind of is where we go from being in a pack, all right, in a in a herd, comfortable with our family and our friends, doing what they say. This says we're each born into a culture and a family tradition, even if we're orphans. We learn to speak the, like the language of the people around us, and we adopt their beliefs and habits, including their ideas about what is right and wrong. But at some point, we begin to to grow. We question things uh, in the privacy of our own minds. We begin to see that we have a choice. Um, and Broderick uh, Johnson here thinks that mankind as a whole and each of us individually is learning that we have the power to think about whatever we choose. We can design our own lives. We can question anything and everything. We can disagree. We can assert our own personal ideas onto others. And So that's what this chakra becomes about is you as believing or not believing, kind of creating ideas or going along with ideas. And you have to feel good about that. Um, This is not the easiest chakra, I think, to unlock, but it's, it's right that it's the third one because if you're feeling okay, like more healthy in the first two areas you can get to say okay well uh, those are big huge basic functions of of life that I've got taken care of now in a sense or that I've that I feel good about at least about staying in control of and then all of a sudden you say well now that I those are taken care of what do I want to do with my life what am I make sure I'm not compromising this this thing that now that I've started to appreciate more really liking my life, right? I'm liking this this life. Now, make sure I do the right thing with it. And this is why it's associated with the healthy self-image, this chakra. It says a healthy self-image means that you're comfortable being yourself in the world. You're not ashamed or too shy. You feel able to exert your personal will and follow your dreams even if others don't agree. When the Manipura is overactive, you will be too willful and arrogant. You will do as you please at the expense of others. This is an and uh, well, he goes on to say, this is often a, an expression of underlying insecurity. Um, and it says, when it's not active enough, you will be timid at best and have an unnatural self-loathing at worst. Yikes. Do you know people that kind of have a self-loathing? You can see it. Ooh. There's nothing worse. I I want to... Man, if somebody hears this that has that, know that it's not going to be forever because you're going to identify it and you're going to be like, oh, dude, other people have this too. Um, It's probably something that can just be worked out. You know? Um, Man, because I just saw a couple days ago this guy that I see from time to time in the building and around the neighborhood and... Man when he's in a bad way, he's in a bad way, and it uh, is not cool. Um, you just feel bad for him. Self, self-loathing, at worst, that, that really does seem like it's something that, that people will get shake, shaken out of because it can't go on, can't go on forever. It's just not a, not a good scene. Um, you feel threatened, you feel that your own individuality, if you feel threatened, if you feel your own individuality is under attack, This is a sign that there are problems with this chakra. If you feel confident, responsible, and worthy without being careless or lax, then it means you've got a balanced and healthy solar plexus chakra. This is also the chakra most involved in healing. It is also related to the sun. Our vitality and passion come from the lower chakras, and they start to transmute from a raw state to a more refined, responsible, and harmonious state here. And that really makes sense um, when, it, when he puts it like that, really. We were, we were in that realm of, of the raw and the animal, but harnessing that. Okay, now that you've got it harnessed, now you kind of can be in the driver's seat of where you go from there, in harmony, something that feels good to you. Whew, that's so awesome. It has some hard questions to answer, Really? Um, just because they're so big to me. I'll, I'll ask them. There's not too many of them. It just says three. Um, some of the other ones, you hopefully you remember from the first two chakra episodes. Uh, let's see. When you have a feeling that life is too much, that you can't stomach the whole meal of existence, he says, then you have to work on this area. When you have an appetite for living, for learning, and for being your authentic self... You're on the right track, and you can get there. That's what I say, and that's what he says too. That's why he wrote this. See, people write stuff like this; they want to help. Um, that's awesome. Balancing and healing technique. Now, here are a couple questions to get you moving in the right direction. Now, this is probably going to take many times of you asking this, and. And I'm telling myself this, too, because I've been pondering it for about the last hour or so. And I, I think it's going to take more and more of, like, maybe writing it down, uh, considering it, and and it, it may not come to you right away. It kind of has to be peeled back a little bit and uh, and uncovered and written in many colors and textures and stuff like that before before you get to the right answer. So, because, listen to this first one. Who am I, really? And my thought process was just, who am I, really? Um, am I my name? My name is Ethan Edwards Sherritt. Am I, am I a guy? Just a, I guess I'm a guy. But that puts you in what's... We've been trying to establish the uniqueness of all people... So you can't just be a guy. That's really, uh, you know, that's not very valuable to the to the universe. Just oh, there's a bunch of guys, and I'm one of them. Even though that's a great attitude to have to make sure that you're you're humble and that you appreciate everybody else as much as you appreciate yourself, I don't think you can just say that you know something too too humble about that. Even though I, I do like to say I'm just I'm just a guy. Um, and none of those labels like like your profession like I'm a doctor um maybe doctor is a good one to be, but you know i'm a <laughs> I'm a construction worker no, you're not man you're you're more than that um you're and which is a great thing to be, but you know you're not just a profession, you're not just a color of skin you're not just uh definitely not just a religion Uh, i'm a catholic um those are fine things to be but i think that this question really wants you to come to terms with like who am i really and think about all the identities of yourself you've ever had and if none of those you're happy with then think of a new one and become that maybe that's a good one become who you are really um Starlight, you might be Starlight Energy, you know, be that if you want, change your name, not from Prince, not to the artist format, like change your name to Prince, (laughs) because that's a freaking awesome name. Uh, What am I afraid of is the next question. What am I afraid of? And my answer to that is nothing. I'm not afraid of anything. You should say that same thing. Um, what place is there for fear in my life? Um, when I say I'm not afraid of anything, I was considering that and just saying, "Well, uh, the what I'm afraid of is all the things that I love that are, are dear to me, not having them, the ability to move around and run, aka my health, um, the the ability to have my my, I mean, it was you know a, a spouse." That you know your spouse can be taken away from you, um, my son, my family, my dear my dear ones, the dearest thing in the world is is your son or daughter if you have a lot of them all of them um, so I guess your fear is just something that happens to them, you know, so those are natural that's why i didn't really get what is what is what am I afraid of, and if you're actually Looking for like what fear ha what place does it have in your life, maybe it tells you where you need to open up and get stronger, huh? what place is there for fear in my life that's maybe that's where I need to open up and get stronger, and that's what I kind of always try to do. Those quotes that like some people say, are really what motivate me a lot that you should do something that makes you a little afraid, and this podcast is definitely one of those I mean. Yeah, like, something that makes me a little bit afraid, you know. I, I think at the beginning of this I sang a, a damn song. That uh, I don't even know how that's going to sound, but I, I sang it a little bit. Um, I was afraid of that, but but I did it. Visualize the energy moving up from the ground and then moving through the first two chakras, Okay. This is still part of your meditation of this third Manipura uh, solar plexus chakra. Visualize the energy moving up from the ground and then moving through the first two chakras into the third. Each time your thoughts run away with you, calm the mind, bringing your attention back to one point. Allow your feelings and thoughts to be just the way they are. Imagine a ball of yellow energy at the solar plexus right there below the joint of the ribs opening and unfolding that ball of yellow energy you are starlight energy keep your attention right there invite healing and confidence into your life you can put your hands on the solar plexus and feel the interchange of warmth and energy going on period that's it that's the chapter um, it has to do with confidence and making sure that your assertiveness is is thought out. You feel good about it. Yeah, yep. And one of the one of the things about for me personally, just to, to keep sharing with you personally about how I think it was kind of really difficult for me in the situation that I was in, uh, working a job that. It, as a day job, and then, uh, you know, an artist's uh, career, an actor's career. It made me have a job that I was just kind of subjugated to to do. And it cuts into that confidence because you are doing it for... (laughs) Because I'm doing it because, like, kind of like I... Like, as a secret, like... (laughs) uh, yeah, this isn't something I really want to do. This is kind of I'm just like pretending that I want to do this. So, the, the confidence wasn't there. Really, it was like this vigilante like Batman, Bruce Wayne, like really, I'm just like freaking Batman when I'm working that job. Nobody really knows who I was. I was just trying to take care of it with a mask on and then get the hell out of there and become who I was again. Uh like in the evenings or on the weekends or something, you know? And that, you know, Batman is cool, but I don't want to be Batman and Bruce Wayne. I want to be Bruce Wayne all the time. Um, Or Batman all the time, if that's who you want to be. Um, Shoot. So that's the end of the third chakra. And the color of that one, it just spoke yellow. Musical note is E. And the vowel, so the vowel of the first chakra, the root chakra, was uh, uh, like U-H. The vowel of the second chakra, the sacral chakra, chakra, was ooh. So it went from uh, the root, to a little higher up, ooh. And that's like the desire one, ooh. That kind of makes sense, ooh. And this one is like, Oh, 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 it's a little more there's a realization there. It really makes sense. The first one is uh like ooga uh, booga, right? The second one is ooh, ooh, that feels good, ooh, ooh, because really it's about like good feelings, desires. And this one is oh this is an understanding, oh an acknowledgement. I mean, it's kind of weird to me that they make sense in that way. Maybe that's just me like uh, slapping my understanding onto it or my what I think uh, something that's it's like a little bit synchronistic for me that, that it makes sense that way. I don't know if that's w- why, but if you're doing some yoga or meditation and trying this yourself, you know, you might want to say like, oh yeah, totally. It makes sense as I'm doing it, as I'm breathing, focusing on like a Kundalini exercise that really is root chakra based uh uh makes such sense there and for this one oh and if i get i'm not i'm trying not to jump ahead and see like what the deal is with the the seventh like the crown chakra that's all the way up at the top when everything else is really healthy and i'm trying not to jump ahead like and and spoil it i'm trying to get there a little by you know order like that's the journey that i want to take that that i'm excited about But if I get there and that vowel is ah, ah, oh my gosh, that's going to be so cool. And if you already know this way ahead of me, you're, you know, you already, "Ah," like, you know. But man, I just have a feeling that that crown of the head chakra, that halo, is ah. Woo, it's going to be cool. So that's the second component of this episode. First was uh, what I'm doing with my life and how it's changing and evolving. And the second is the uh, the healing method, which is mine is the chakra. And third is this little news story. that This month, um, I didn't read this article until yesterday, but it was from LA Times and it was talking about how um, we have a, a university here in Los Angeles that is the first uh, United States university to offer a master's in being a yoga teacher. How awesome is that? First one. Now, this is a great like little school over there in the ocean air. It's called Loyola Marymount LMU uh, University, and they have. Let's see they. There's, uh, they, they wanted to have this, there's one guy there, Christopher Chapel, who wanted to have this a couple decades ago, but now it actually just started, um, let's see, and did they start it in 2012, I believe? Started in 2012, and it remains as the only master's degree you can get, and I believe they have about 30 students at any given time, but wow, that is exciting to me, because I see people flocking to, like, these yoga studios and, and, uh, like, now, like, like even cafes and, like, basically pseudo, like, nightclub, cafe, just lifestyle centers that have yoga teachers, and the yoga teachers are, like, man, they're kind of rock stars. They, people really, like, pay money to have 30 or 40 of them sit down and have these yoga teachers explain, to them how to be healthier and happier. And wow, that is an amazing job. And so to have a master's degree in that is really valuable, not only hopefully to them, to that yoga teacher, but to society. I think that that's a really good sign for us. And it's that article that I read was just really encouraging. I'm gonna reach out to some of these people, like this, this guy Christopher Chappell, um, Uh, Anna Foon's. She's a professor there. Um, Just some of the students that they mentioned, like what, what they're going to do with their degrees. And they could be teachers at other places, you know, once they're now master's degrees uh, of of yoga, uh, master students or master's holders out there, you know, they can be hired to teach elsewhere yoga. And that's what's cool. So if you've me, with me, there's a long time in my life I really wanted to be an academic and just be in the university system forever. Write stuff, uh, publish things, study things, and hang out with uh, you know some some smart uh, highfalutin folks. And I still would kind of want to do that, but uh you know, I'm not sure about that right now. I do want to learn. Uh, yoga at that level and be very very accomplished at it and, and spend that much time with it but i'm not sure about joining that masters program maybe maybe if they have something for tai chi holy crap and i could get like some type of a, a grant for that i'd sign up for that in a second like if there's a grant to teach me how to be a a tai chi teacher over the course of a couple years of intensive study Boom, I'm signing right now. And in essence, that's kind of what I'm doing. I just, but I'm, I'm kind of on my own. I'm just going to have to reach out to Tai Chi teachers in the park until I, until I get good at it. And so that, that uh, should make you think that it's, it's happening. You know, that's why I wanted to share that with you, that there are universities. I know that Southern California University, they have quite a few undergraduate uh, students that are taking yoga classes there. And uh, and all across the country, I mean, definitely schools have it as an offering at their health clubs, at their at the universities. But a lot of them also have undergraduate courses that are are in it, and uh, in this case, graduate courses. Awesome, awesome, awesome! And there are a lot of majors and even master's degrees that people have ha- have been getting for, you know, ever since before I was in college. Like, uh, um. I mean, my degree was in film and media theory. Well, journalism, but the emphasis is film and media theory, right? I mean, what, you wonder like what you're gonna do with some of these degrees. Some of them that come to mind are like the, I don't know, the cultural studies, like, I, like um, I'm getting a master's in, in men's, you know, sexuality or something. I guess some of these things are like important or like, um, the history of art, like, you know, Aboriginal art or something like that. I mean, pure academia, that, that's great. But if you, if you are like one of those people that really has a hard time working in those, or if you're one of those people who just is, has to spin around in a circle and hope to God that you can make yourself seem relevant in order to make a, a, a buck and in, in order to keep getting jobs as a professor, um, You know, I, w- I wish that you could just go and and become a yoga professor instead instead of doing what you do. You just stop trying to teach us that what you learned is relevant and and that that your voice on that that insignificant thing is is important for our kids to learn. Now it's it might be more important to, for us to have the balanced, state of empathy and compassion and state of mind and health that comes from things like yoga and transcendental meditation and things like that. Um, it's encouraging to me. You guys, last time I told you about like the apps that are making tons of money for people to get involved in mindfulness and the schools that are implementing that. I talked to another guy just uh, this past Memorial Day weekend he said, "Oh, yeah, he told me about the podcast, and he said, oh, yeah yeah, I um my the school I used to teach music at they just started uh in oh eight teaching um this Jewish school, I think it was six through six through no eighth I think it was six all the way through twelve, but yeah, mindful, mindful um mindfulness coursework there for those kids that they've been doing." And as I just said, that that is awesome. These kids are going to change the world, and we need to jump on that, too, and be right there and, and make this place a happier place, which it is for a lot of people. Um, so I'm going to say thank you for listening one more time. Thank you so much. I always start feeling pretty okay, and then during the course of this thing, I feel great. So thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye. I love you.